Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 240 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in the week of um, September the 5th to September the 11th, covering the book of Isaiah chapters 1 to 12. Uh, and today uh, we're going to conclude with um, the section of God will do a great work in the latter days in, se- in chapters 11 and 12. And also looking chapter 6 about Isaiah's call as a prophet. So quite a lot to pack in here. So let's get started. Um, again, we're not going to be able to cover every part of these um, chapters because... There's just so much, so much content, so much, so many things to learn. Uh, And so please do share what you learn from your study on the Facebook group, um, if we've mentioned it or not. Um, There is a reference and prophecy of the millennial day, uh, when the wolf will lie down with the lamb and the leopard with the kid and various things like that uh, at the start of Isaiah 11. But I want to look at what it talks about before that day, um, how in verse 11... It says in Isaiah 11, And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros, and so on. Uh, And it also in verse 12 says, And he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the, the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So this one is a very specific prophecy uh, to the last days. And we have here this idea that people will gather and this end time will be set. Now, of course, the the beginning of the kind of gathering of Israel in this dispensation, uh, it was a physical gathering. There was thousands that came from from many places to gather um, in in the Great Salt Lake eventually. Uh, But um, this is obviously changed to a a focus on gathering spiritually um, to the temple and to various places like that. Elder Legrand Richards said, quote, I like the statement of Isaiah, which was quoted by Moroni to the prophet Joseph Smith when he visited him three times in the night, and again the next morning when Joseph was only a lad of 17. He quoted the words of Isaiah where the Lord said that he would set his hand again the second time to gather scattered Israel. He has been doing that. Many of you are descendants of those who have been gathering from all over this earth in fulfillment of that prediction. He said he would bring in the dispersed of Judah, and after 2,000 years of their wanderings and persecutions, they have been led back to their own land, for God gave them that land as an eternal inheritance. Close quote. This is an important work and part of what we do as a church. It is what the work of the church is, is to gather scattered Israel. And that's why the prophecies of Isaiah are so important, uh, especially to us in the latter days, but for for all of um, Christ's disciples because it is what the work is to do (laughs) Uh, and I think sometimes we get so caught up in what we're doing week to week and day to day that we forget that the purpose of of the church when you you know when you break down the three or fourfold mission of the church it is ultimately to gather scattered Israel whether that is the members who have currently been gathered or those who are yet to be gathered on this earth or those who are yet to be gathered beyond the veil uh, and so mm-hmm. this is a huge, um, important section, really, uh, in, in Isaiah. And in uh, Isaiah 12, it talks about how um, people will sing praises to the Lord when that happens in that day. Um, 
I suppose those two really go together. And if you, if you kind of put them one after the other, it uh, gives the, the result of this group, this these people being gathered uh, together. So uh, it's an important um, prophecy here. And I like verse 2 of Isaiah 12, which says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. And this leads us nicely onto Isaiah chapter 6. So we're going to jump back a little bit. Um, the chronology of the Isaiah prophecies is a little bit um, confused. So in chapter 6, we actually get Isaiah recounting his call to be a prophet. We don't know exactly when he give, gave this um, or when this happened. Um, but well, we do know that it's the year that King Uzziah died. But he is taken to the, the throne of the Lord um, and his train filled the temple, it says, or the hem of his garment filled the temple. So what we need to realize here is that uh, in Isaiah 6, we're having this visionary experience. But notice that the setting, the context of this vision is as it were in, in the temple, which gives you an idea of just how important the temple is in helping us to visualize and understand what the the presence of the Lord looks and feels like. I think we may find it, it feels very familiar if we have uh, been someone who visits the temple often uh, to, to worship. So that, that's another reminder to get to the temple and make an appointment with the Lord, as our as President Nelson put it, put it a, a couple of years ago. Uh, so here we have Isaiah in the presence of the Lord, and he does not feel like he should be there. In verse 5 of Isaiah 6, it says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Um, if Isaiah um, feels this way, then we ought to perhaps consider and reflect on our actions and deeds and things that we say uh, as well. Uh, Robert S. Wood um, said this, quote, This sin too had to be purged from Isaiah if he was to bear the word of the Lord. Is it any wonder that psalmists and prophets alike have beseeched the Lord to set a watch before their lips and guard the door of their lips to help them sin not with their tongue? When we speak and act, we should ask whether our words and expressions are calculated to invite the powers of heaven into our lives and to invite all to come unto Christ. We must treat sacred things with reverence. We need to eliminate from our conversations the immodest and the lewd, the violent and the threatening and the demeaning and the false. Um, the expression the expression conversation refers to speech as well, but, but also our entire component. As Nephi, he is inviting us to so live that we may speak with the tongue of angels. Close quote. Um, we all need to um, make sure that we are looking after the words that we say and the things that we do. Um, but the promise is, is that we can be forgiven. And as um, Isaiah exp explains, one of the seraphims or angelic beings that is in this presence of the Lord takes a live coal uh, from the altar and puts it to his lips and says, And lo, this have touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. And then in verse 8, it says, And I heard also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, send, send me. Now, so much imagery in there uh, that we need to break down here. Clear reference to the um, council of heaven uh, when, the, when Isaiah responds, Here am I, send me as the Saviour did. 
but also um, this this um, cold touching the lips and cleansing. Um, there was a great uh, reference uh, in a podcast I was listening to. I think it was the Hear Him podcast with um, Hank Smith and John. By the way, they they have a, a biblical scholar uh, on their episodes, and uh, he was referring to the fact that uh, some early Christian practices saw this Isaiah. Um, uh, experience as a similar to the the sacrament or similar to the the communion which would, it would be called later on uh, and that this touching of the the coal to the lips was likened to as the bread touching the the lips of the um those that were taking this this holy ordinance and then uh, they would be able to feel to be cleansed and when the invitation is given as to say whom shall i send then they are prepared to to go forth and to and to carry out the work of the Lord. And I just think this is a lovely uh, parallel and one which has completely not changed, but completely made even more reverent my views and thoughts on the sacraments. And so when you're partaking of the sacrament tomorrow, think of this uh, moment in Isaiah chapter six. Think of this coal being pressed or being put to your lips and your sins being purged and being given the opportunity to begin again and to go forward and to fulfill uh, the work of the Lord. I think it's a beautiful um, thought uh, and one which just adds more quality and depth to to my my reverence and thoughts of the sacrament that we partake of on the Sabbath. So thank you so much uh, for sharing uh, this study with us today. Uh, please join us tomorrow as we uh, conclude with uh, Isaiah um, chapters 7 to 9, where Isaiah prophesies of Christ and how these prophecies apply in many ways as well. And so uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Please join us then. And until we meet again.